episode three of the complete bachelor by oliver onions this librivox recording is in the public domain episode three a military maneuver i had feigned to change my mind several times with regard to bashishaw's garden party but carrie had suddenly developed accentuated ideas on the subject of engagement keeping we promised you no know, rawl she said it would look so bad to run off i don't suppose it will be much fun she added candidly she was mistaken it would be great fun on the way thither i entertained her blandly on the subject of unmarried life i pointed out to her the advantages of a brother and sister living happily together as say in our own case i argued on the holy bonds of kinship and congratulated her on having a brother who would devote the whole of his life to making her comfortable how happy we were carrie moved uneasily in her seat she endeavoured to change the subject her conscience wrought within her she was a guilty traitor and deceiving the kindest of brothers had she been less in love she might have suspected something as i continued in the same strain but such is not the way of youth her arts might have been transparent to me for months and months yet she would at last break the great secret with most delicious gentleness in stammers and blushes and i would show a dramatic surprise and shock we see other people's progress but our own love affairs are always unguessed it was a great relief to carrie when we arrived at the bashishaws the strain was getting embarrassing a straight military young figure had evidently been on the lookout for our conveyance for he made several false starts and almost supplanted the more ceremonious reception due from his mother this little formality through he pounced on us at once how'd you do miss butterfield do butterfield he asked warmly so glad you've come thank you i replied i was rather afraid i'd have to let carrie come alone but i managed to arrange it a shade of regret was visible in his eyes but he bore it nicely he is white as carmichael would have said of course he said miss butterfield would have been all right you know but i'm glad you came too i believe he was saying so seemed to make him so we walked up the garden i in the middle carrie received an occasional bow but we didn't know many people there this was young bassishaw's excuse for conducting us personally and he pointed out various people as men you ought to know you know butterfield i betrayed no great desire for the acquaintanceship i was not to be shaken off bassishaw was piloting us into the most frequented parts this young man was manoeuvring with more skill than i had given him credit for to drop me Carrie had my arm, and as Bassishaw stopped at the various groups, I made surer of it by a little closing in of my elbow. He had the advantage of a tactician's knowledge, but I had the larger experience. He led us towards the base of operations, the refreshment tent, where he calculated to play on the natural interest I would take in the commissariat department. He gave me a hint of a private canteen. It was good strategy. I was very thirsty but i held out he showed a great desire to introduce me to personages but i replied to his big guns with the harassing fire of conversational small arms he really did very well and my respect for him increased personal strategy was his line but i held him in the field of mental manoeuvres 
he had pointed out some snowy-whiskered old general and had held forth in his redundant way on the fascinating personality of the man i made him a text for an army discourse do you know bassishaw i said i cannot sufficiently admire you military men you are the outposts of a nation who make all that is happy and perfectly at home possible you sacrifice yourselves on inaccessible indian hills you scorch under african suns while all you love is left behind you in england you do not marry that is the true soldier thinks it inconsistent with his duty and you leave all you care for to fight the battles of a less devoted society it is self-sacrificing and when you return it is to a bachelor's old age like the general there oh i don't know butterfield he replied lots of our soldiers marry you know i could feel carrie's arm trembling on mine i continued that is another instance of their nobility it makes their duty all the harder they have to leave their wives and worship them only in the ideal sense they see them perhaps only once in ten years unless they have risen to responsible posts it is a great devotion but rawl said carrie timidly lots of women are glad to go abroad with their husbands and and nurse and that kind of thing then i replied they but unnerve the warrior in the hour of his trial he does not fight for his country but for his wife no it is the bachelor soldier who has my veneration that's all very well you know butterfield protested the bachelor soldier uneasily but confound it it's hard enough without that hang it all he broke out if you've got that fancy sort of thing in your head why didn't you join the army yourself you're a bachelor you know and it would be a jolly lot easier for you to be a hero than the other poor beggars i smiled it is just necessary that the soldiers should have worthy people to defend i replied no bazishaw the soldier's watchword is singleness he is as great a solitary as that other one who devotes his life to writing the soldier knows he is doing some good the writer takes the risk but writers often began bassishaw and soldiers said carrie at the same time both cut themselves off in a voluntary abnegation i replied they scorn the smaller comforts the one worships his art the other his duty look at loring and his wife there they look happy and comfortable and pretty they have gentle domestic pleasures but they have no conception of the grandeur of duty they do not know the stern joys of the warrior they i had been so wrapped in my idea that for the moment my guard was down the watchful foe took instant advantage of it unseen by me he had quietly beckoned to loring who crossed over to us rollo he said my wife wants to speak to you a moment most particularly she is waiting there i was out manoeuvred the ally had taken me in the flank i couldn't resist i looked at them and then at mrs loring who was waiting tapping her toe with her parasol there was no way out i turned away and looking over my shoulder saw the triumphant foe turn the corner of the greenhouse into the shrubbery a road of the third class impassable for artillery now mrs loring i said smarting under my defeat i am glad to see you what do you want oh mr butterfield she returned effusively i've been wanting to speak to you all the afternoon isn't it a lovely day it is a lovely day a lovely day i replied i have been greatly struck by the beauty of the day 
it is perfect she said endeavouring to gain time oh how nice it is to be young mr butterfield mrs loring i answered severely did you send for me to tell me it was a lovely day and that it was nice to be young oh of course not she replied much embarrassed i wanted uh, i wanted to talk to you i wanted oh do help me loring molly wanted to tell you rollo began chatterton i silenced him with a peremptory wave of the hand molly wanted to tell me something i didn't know i replied molly wanted to tell me that i was blind and deaf and stupid and that i couldn't see what was under my nose she wanted to tell me of afternoon appointments at her house and heaven knows what sort of carrying on she wanted well you shouldn't tease them so replied mrs loring illogical after the manner of women but staunch madam i said i am not so fatuous as to suppose that if two young persons intend to practise idolatry on one another my wisdom and experience will stop them but i have been plotted against have been told nothing and i am entitled to get what melancholy amusement i can out of the affair you have spoiled my entertainment i adjusted my hat to an angle suggestive of rectitude and bowed myself away i made for my hostess and had myself presented to the general you have a promising young strategist in our young friend bassishaw i remarked in what way he inquired he has turned the flank of a superior force and is in retreat with a hostage i replied when half an hour afterwards i again encountered the victorious enemy they made straight for me i received them with dignity rollo dear began my sister laying her hand affectionately on my sleeve and coming very close to me we have something to say to you her voice was almost a whisper yes said bassishaw you see it's it's this way butterfield i've asked caroline to be my wife i know it's too bad not to have let you into it but hang it all you don't encourage a chap much you know you're so deucedly quizzy you know and i say butterfield that was all rot about soldiers not marrying now wasn't it i know you're a good chap butterfield and you'll let me have carrie won't you i was afraid he was going to say i should not lose a sister but gain a brother but he didn't my spirit was broken i had no dramatic surprise left in me carrie looked up pleadingly with a tiny little tear in one eye it's yes isn't it butterfield said bassishaw you're the only one to ask you know and if it isn't yes you know talented young man he knew when to press a yielding foe i sighed and took an arm of each i feebly tried to recover my old authority but they talked laughingly across me and i knew what sort of glances were passed behind my head i was led captive to chatterton and his wife action was better than insight after all end of episode three